Greetings, this is Carl Richards, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio. I want to tell you about an experience my family had about 13 years ago. At the time, my wife and our two young daughters were living in a fantastic neighborhood. It was a walkable community, so everybody knew each other, and it was incredibly safe. Nothing bad ever happened in our neighborhood until something did. You know, within just a few miles of our home, a 14-year-old girl was kidnapped out of her home one evening. Somebody broke in through the window and kidnapped a 14-year-old girl. Now, the only word that comes to mind as I think about that as a parent is horrific, right? I can't even imagine what that was like. Now, word quickly spread, as it should, through our community. It became local news, and then it quickly became national news, as it should have. Now, what was interesting about this experience, and again, I want to be careful, I'm not trying to minimize in any way the impact that had on that girl, that family, and to, in a broader sense, the impact it had on our community. It was nothing short of horrific. But what was interesting is what happened over the next couple of months. Keep in mind that the chance, right, the probability of somebody being kidnapped in that community had to be something close to zero. And now that it had happened once, the probability of it happening again in that community had to be even less, right? I don't know what less than zero is, but it's almost impossible that it would happen again. But because it had happened, and because of the sort of horrific nature of it, quickly, I found myself in multiple conversations with people, you know, not only my wife around our specific home, but my neighbors, and even in community conversations about what we needed to do to change, to protect ourselves from a similar event to happening, right? Conversations around, should we put up bars on our windows, which in this community would have been unheard of. Nobody had bars, and I'm sure nobody has them today. Should we get a security system, which was equally sort of rare in this community? we were taking what was a incredibly low probability event, right? But it had a massive impact and we were projecting that into our own lives. And I've thought a lot about this since then. I've thought a lot about our response to really low, to events that are almost impossible. Like they're never gonna happen, but if they do, the consequences in the form of sort of emotional consequence, psychological consequence, physical or financial consequences would be massive, right? I've thought a lot about how we respond to those events. And it seems like we have, and there's a good sort of body of literature to back this up, whether it's a genetic trait or or something that was just a habit that was sort of a learned behavior down through the generations, we've got a habit that was important to keep us alive as a species years and years and years ago of scanning the landscape and looking for threats. And we could call it sort of negative news, right? And our natural response seemed to be correlated with the sort of the negative threat, the negativeness, right, of the threat. So where I'm from, how that would play out is in the old days, we were camped in our encampment and a bear was approaching camp. 
you would want to know. I mean, first of all, you'd want to know that was happening. You, you would want somebody to see that. And then you would obviously want news of that to spread quickly and you would want to act on it, right? Now, the dilemma, of course, is now if a bear is approaching camp <laughs> halfway around the world, we learn about it almost instantaneously, right? And there are obviously incredibly important benefits. It allows us to be involved and aware of what's going on to our brothers and sisters all the way around the world. It allows us to marshal resources and help as quickly as we possibly can. But the dilemma, of course, is sorting through a couple of things, right? When a threat is an actual threat to you, when a threat is an actual threat to someone else a long ways away, you know, and figuring out how you can help. And then, of course, sorting through when it's not even a threat, it's just a sensationalized news story. Learning to sort through those three sort of different categories, and I, I obviously I'm simplifying a lot here, but learning to sort through that and then act appropriately is a skill that I feel like we're still figuring out because there seems to be this heightened sense of anxiety, right? If you, you could take something as simple and as frankly unimportant, you know, relatively speaking, as financial news, you know, that we hear about nonstop. And sometimes it's a threat to us personally, and we do need to act, but that's almost never, but sometimes it is. So we need to be aware. Sometimes it's a threat to someone else, and it's important that we're aware of that so we can help in any way we can but it doesn't translate in necessarily into a direct threat to ourselves. And then more often than not, I don't know what the percentage would be, but I'd say the vast majority of what we hear about is just simply sensationalized news that we don't need to pay any attention to. And learning to sort through the difference there is an incredibly important skill in the information age we seem to be living in now. And so I'm just suggesting that we think more clearly about that. Maybe we learn to quickly make a judgment on whether that's a threat to us directly, whether that's a threat to somebody else and how could we help and whether or not that's just the third category, completely sensationalized news. Mm -hmm. 